ladies and gentlemen welcome to another episode of chocolate with a side of medicine we're happy to be here with y'all i am here with my lovely co-host first i got dr chris hello everyone and i got amy joe md what's up good people <laughs> and we are recording without dr nono because dr nono is uh working one of her typical night shifts saving lives answering her pager stuff that gives me ptsd and things that i'm happy that i don't have to do anymore oh, um, for sure. <laughs> is it for just sure. me or did you hear your pager go off for like at least a year after residency yeah <laughs> okay i'll do you i'll do you one better uh last week in my clinic uh, because I work with OBs as one of our OBs and he was on call and his pager went off. I literally told him, I'm like, you are triggering me right now, sir. I need you to like go somewhere. He's like, no, no, don't be triggered. It's just a baby coming. I'm like, no, I'm with you. But like, I no, I just can't. I can't. Mm-mm. That that yeah, era of my life is over. You know, like I just, I can't go back. I can't go back. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Ooh, I was trying me. to remember the day I got to give my pager back. How happy was I? Oh. Drop that thing off like right. here. Like, like a hot potato. Done. Did not get this page. Especially when you're sleeping and then you're like, what? <laughs> like, oh, oh did I? Went off so oh, much. Oh, when it goes off when you're on your day off. And you're like, why do they keep paging me? I'm not even on. <laughs> yeah, it's that, it's that, it's that, um, it's that input right as the shift changes mm-hmm. and nobody has looked at the new like right. sheet and then the, for the new still... team. So they keep paging you're like, yo, I'm not on service. Please right. call. <laughs> but that's a good number. I'd be like, I'm not on service anymore. Please dial. Right. Ask for team such and such and such. And such. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's great. But those are good still, pages. I my, I feel like my, my pager went off all my pager was always going off. Especially and then and then chief year oh of course because you know you were you were like important and you got to solve all the problems when people don't show up where they're supposed to be then they gotta they gotta page you you. you're the problem solver exactly they're like being started to page you that was really weird where you're like wait uh, wait who is this you expect the calls from the resident you know resident Mm -hmm. to resident when it's like hey this is the attending and you're like oh yeah. Hey. Hey, you. <laughs> oh. I should have hey. answered it a little differently. <laughs> Yo. Um, yeah. So it's just like, okay. But nowadays I've I've upgraded because if they need to get in touch with me now at my current job, we don't have pages, we just have like a separate phone. But I also work for the government, so I call it a bat phone. Like I have my bat phone in case like someone needs me for like a critical lab value or something. But there's no there's no pagers. It's just an, another iPhone. <laughs> no, yeah, they just call me on my phone. They just call right. me on my phone. Oh, like on your cell phone? <clears throat> mm-hmm. Like when I'm on call, because I still get to, I still have to be on call. Yeah. I don't think the government. I I think that I think it's because they just they don't let me have any device that's not connected to them. So they like right. they're like this yeah. is our phone that we call you on. This is your laptop. These are the things that are connected to our entity and keep them safe. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. I yeah. feel like they should they should pay for our phones. I, we they we should. go through this in, in in my company all the time because you can't do anything without your phone, right? You I can. can't approve controlled medicines without my phone. Yeah. And then yeah, we have a we have a uh, we have an app. So they um they page us when I'm on call. They page us through our phones. 
It's so cute though now, right? I, I get a little message like, hey, this is nurse such and such at the triage, you know. Is it all right if I give you a call? And I'm like, oh. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. They don't do that for me. Uh, they is call it right me. If they give you a call? They call me. They'll send you they'll send me a message a through our little uh, through our apps, our application. So you'll get the message like, hey, this is such and such. But there's sometimes where they're like, hey, can I give you a call? And I'm sure they've learned like who's nice and who's not. So um, yeah. I can tell now because used to get, just get the generic like, hey, you know, do you mind if I give you a call? But now I get the like, <laughs> I know I'm sorry, it's Saturday, but you know, can I call you? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and it's always something where you're like, okay, what's the what's the deal? Like what's what's happening? Like, what what what's going on? Yeah, most of time it starts with like, I am so sorry to call you about this, mm. but I had no choice because because <laughs> such and such. <laughs> that is very true. Yeah. So you know, it's cool. Dr. Sunshine. Yes, don't ma'am. You, don't you got Beyonce coming up? I do. I see Beyonce for the second time. I see her next month. I see her in Houston. H town. Yeah, I see her in Texas. I love me some Houston. The only thing is that every time I'm in Houston, I feel like the food is too sugary and too salty for me. But that might just be because I'm getting old. I don't know. But aside from that, I love Houston. It's a good time. Now we okay. about to be we about to be turned up. All the different aspects of my um of my outfit are coming in, and I will go ahead and I'll tell the audience I am pregnant, y'all. Woohoo! No, yes. Yeah, so I am prego, and I intend to have my belly ah for Beyonce. Nice. I love Ow, it. It's gonna be ah. Good. <laughs> and it's, and it's gonna be bedazzled. It's gonna be Ooh. bedazzled. I love it. Yeah. So I'm gonna put these. I already got the little bedazzled stones that came in the mail the other day. I'm like, ooh, I get the bedazzled, and then I got a little jacket. It got a little sequins, and it got a little. Y'all will see. Y'all will see it on social media. Well, the people I who know it. me for real, for real, y'all gonna see it. Well, my belly gonna be out and bedazzled, and it's gonna be fly. And um, we're gonna have a good time. I'm going with my bestie, my bestie Kells. Kells, nice. Yeah, we gonna have a really, really good time. And um, uh, something that's kind of annoyed me, which is Beyonce adjacent on the internet. I don't know why, because it really is a mute point, and I don't even know why it's a thing. Have y'all been following this like Beyonce versus Taylor Swift thing on Twitter? Have y'all heard about this? I have this? not. Yo. I have not. Yo. Real talk. True. So, okay. So listen, I feel like there's levels to being in the beehive, right? And then some of us have been in the beehive so long that we know that we are above certain arguments where we're just mm-hmm. like, I don't even have the patience. Like when I was a younger member of the beehive, Listen, I used to be on the internet going back and forth with people like, uh-uh, no, don't try my queen. Da, 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 da. But now I'm seasoned. I'm seasoned, right? <laughs> I I I learned to choose my battles. And there are just some things that hit the internet where I'm just like, this isn't even worth my energy to even debate you about because it's literally a non-factor. Like, So what's the issue? I don't understand. So they're on tour at the same time. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of articles that have come out just comparing like Beyonce's tour numbers to Taylor Swift's tour numbers, just because they're both on tour and Drake is on tour right now too. Right. There's a lot of comparisons between Drake, Beyonce, and Taylor just because they're all touring this summer, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So some guy, I do not know who he is. He's a white man. I, I'm not in that realm of things, but apparently he's a comedian of some sort. 
And he was doing an interview with Charlemagne, who I do know, because that's more my circles. So I know who Charlemagne is. Right. <laughs> so Charlemagne was interviewing this white guy and he made this like crazy statement. He was just like, man, I went to a Taylor Swift concert and it changed my life. She's the best artist who ever lived. Like it's not Michael Jackson. It's not anybody. Like it's Taylor Swift. Like, like he made this like crazy superlative statement. And Charlemagne's like, pause. Are you talking about Taylor Swift? Like, like Taylor Swift, like, like, who are you, what? <laughs> and then Charlemagne was like, oh, have you ever been to like a Beyonce concert or like a real performer, like Bruno or anyone like that? He's like, nah, man, Taylor Swift, she runs rings around them. She got more hits. And he made like this crazy statement and it went like viral on the internet. And, oh, it's, kind, and it's kind of fueling this like Swifties versus Beehive thing. And I feel like older members of the Beehive are just kind of like, we're above this. Because there's no way that you can compare Taylor Swift to Beyonce. Beyonce's literally, Beyonce's literally, she's been an icon for so long. She is on stage performing with her child. Like she, like, like Beyonce has been in the industry so long. She has been a teenager. She has grown up. She has had three children and been married and now is performing on stage with one of her children who is part of the show. Like, come find me when Taylor Swift does it for another 15 years. What are we talking about? Like, I don't yeah. I don't understand. What's First of happening. all, Beyonce is taking her daughter to see Taylor Swift. So I right. can't, <laughs> I cannot argue about no. No. the difference between no. Beyonce and Taylor when Everybody at the Beyonce concert the next weekend took their kids to see Taylor Swift, right? So, right, I don't, you know, okay, Taylor's doing numbers, that's fine. Amy so Joe, you're the worst. Amy so Joe, you're Drake. the worst. You're the worst. Right. <laughs> you know, I, her kids to see. Beyonce's taking Blue to go see. Taylor. Right, Beyond Blue probably, you know, Blue get done. Like, what you want to do? Can I go see Taylor? Swift? Which would be very like a very typical of a kid, right? Like. Okay, then let's do it. And so I no, want to hear I'm, shake it off. <laughs> right, right. It's what dang. they're doing. And I'm sure for that age group, I, I'm I, for the audience that Taylor is performing for. Yeah, I'm I know there are some adults that you know like her, but for the people who are like you know, fanny, like just fangirling over her, as a such a different generation, that why am I having this? So, so I'm really arguing. With a six-year-old girl named Haley? No, no, mm-hmm. right? I'm it's not, not even. It's not even the same demographic. It's not even the same target audience. It's not the same. It's not the same anything. I'm like, I'm like, this argument is not for me. But you know, the younger Beehive members, they in there like boxing. Like these, these, these tweets is going back and forth and uppercuts. And listen, I'm not. Mm-mm. In the meantime, they both laughing to the bank. <laughs> Right, because they they still getting this money. Both of them. Mm -hmm. And on top of it, Taylor... Okay, first of all, this this is the last thing I'm going to say. This is the last thing I'm going to say on it. Because I am above it, but of course I have thoughts. Because like Amy Jo and Dr. Chris will tell you, I always have thoughts. Always have thoughts. So um, every time they try to put two artists up against each other, especially recently with Beyonce, I'm like, these are not even the same type of artist. Like, I kind of felt like some Adele fans were doing this years ago. 
and doing like Adele versus Beyonce. I'm like, do y'all not know that Adele is a Beyonce stand? Like she stands Beyonce. And Adele put out this video like, no, I literally love Beyonce. If I could be her, I really wish I could be her. Like, no, but really, like I worship her. And then that killed it. Literally, Taylor Swift put out a video like maybe a month or two ago. She's like, no, Beyonce is literally the epitome of like excellence and grace. And she has created this path that we're all walking on. I'm like, yes, because she has. What what are the Swifties talking about? Like, listen to your fave. <laughs> like, my fave is literally like your artist's favorite artist is my fave. So let's not even do it. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I'm off my soapbox because you know how I feel. But I am an older Beehive member and I don't got time for the, you know, my Twitter fingers don't move that fast no more. I just, <laughs> I just, I read it and I'm like, oh, that's not a thing. But sure, scroll. You got arthritis in the fingers. You can't. Yeah, I got. Out. I got. Hey, listen, I'm an old Beehive member. My thumbs got arthritis. I've been. I've been. I've been. I done been through so many battles with y'all. I done been through so many Black Lives Matter and 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 this and that. I done been through so much on Twitter. Like I don't got time to be tweeting y'all about Beyonce versus Taylor Swift because it's not a thing. Okay. Okay. That's all. But to answer your original question, Amy Joe, yes, I'm gonna see her soon in Houston. I'm gonna be twerking to to Church Girl because you know that's my jam. Yes. The belly not going to stop the twerk. So we're going to have a great time. And in the meantime, Chris over here done seen Bruno Mars. She's seen everybody. She done seen everybody. Dr. Yeah, Chris done seen everybody. Beyonce, Bruno. She's got Usher coming up. I mean, she is living her best musical life right did now. You, did, you, did you seduce Bruno? I tried. I did. But I even went to the after party thinking I was going to see him. Why? Dang. I don't know. But I did. <laughs> I did. But I don't know why I thought I could because I left early because, you know, I'm tired. Uh, right. <laughs> First of all, you can't hang long enough for Bruno. I feel like Bruno yeah. party hard. If you listen to Bruno's music, you know he party hard. I know. I know I couldn't because Bruno go Bruno going to offer you a line. You'll be like, a line of what? Like, oh, no. Right. No. It's, it's my right. bedtime. It's my right. bedtime. Right. But um, right. if something happened to you, you can call me. Um, <laughs> let me know. Right. Let me I'm know. I could try to help you. If I get there in time. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh my That's goodness. all I got. That's all I got for you. Let me get these good trending topics. <laughs> before before this conversation goes. This is what happens when it's late. <laughs> This is exactly what happens. I always tell um, myself Bruno and Rihanna are two people where you got to be like ready to party. Rihanna to slow down a little yeah, bit because she kids, but listen, listen. If I could, if I had the opportunity to, I would do my best to hang. I I'm not gonna lie to you. I would do my best because I absolutely love him. He is he is amazing, and I think his brother is in his band. I think, I, but here's the thing, though. You would hang for Usher, though. You, you would hang for Usher, though. Oh, that's, come on. You would hang for Usher, though. You would hang out for Usher, though. yes, I would. Hell yes. Usher Have is you, different. She gonna I've take a, a nap before she goes to the Usher concert, oh, yes. just in case she needs to hang. Mm-hmm. Have you heard her thoughts on Usher? <laughs> I love, love Usher. I love him. Listen, I asked her the most ridiculous question. And she still say yes. I won't put it on air because I don't. I don't want <laughs> judging. But she loves Usher. I do. Listen, I do. 
on a whole nother level. I do. And he Haitian. <laughs> it's fine. Anything. I love him. <laughs> mm, mm, That's mm. like, oh, Amy Joe was trying to do trending. Amy Joe did that. <laughs> I'm just looking. I do. I'm just, I do. I'm just. Now she fanning I, herself. I now wanna, she, now right. she fanning herself. Having a whole hot flash. <laughs> I am. Whole hot flash. Speaking of hot flashes, it's <laughs> a good transition. Um, oh, So, uh, Mitch McConnell. Oh, Lord. You know, I hate to say his name, but I got to talk about him, right? Like he, Did he have he a is, stroke? He is like, listen, I don't know what the hell this man had, had but he, whatever he had, he's had a couple of rounds of them. Right. So Mitch McConnell had another freeze mm-hmm. in uh, the interview. Ironically enough, the freeze came as a, a reporter was asking the 81-year-old Kentuckian, will you be running for another term? And y'all, he went on a whole best Beyonce mute you could ever imagine. Like just <laughs> whoa, frozen. Okay, and wow. and so like wow. his handlers are coming. They're walking in, and and you know she's trying to play really cool. Like um, I don't think he heard the question. I'm like I don't know what the hell he heard, but he <laughs> is not responding. Right, like just you know like very obviously this man is not with it so um he comes there's another guy that comes up you know the reporters try to move on from the question asking more things he's still answering you know not the best and he eventually shuffles off so lord why they keep putting him in front of a microphone look Mm. i can't even take full credit for this um i was listening to um lovey ajaye Mm-hmm. Um, Ajayi, I think that's actually how you pronounce it. I don't want to get her name wrong. And she, I agree with her. She was like, yo, I feel like they're going to make us watch this man die in real time. <laughs> and I'm like, I agree. Cause yes. um, yeah, why are they doing this to him? For why real? are we doing this? Right. Why are we, why don't are put him we back doing on there. this? He froze um, once. That's enough. He keeps, he keeps freezing, but here's what's messed up about it. Y'all. Um, he has, since this freezing, been cleared by the Congress attending. What? He is clear. So, yeah, I know you want to know who it is. I had to look him up. Dr. Brian Monahan, who is a hemonc doctor, but he is the physician for Congress. How so? Yo, listen, I'm just here to report the facts. <laughs> um, <laughs> she said houseway, houseway, houseway. Make it he make has, sense, way. <laughs> he has been practicing. Let me see. I had it. He's been practicing um, for Congress, I think, since the 80s. Pause. How old is he? Wow. Yeah, he was born in 1960. Mm. So he bought, he bought our parents' age. Right. Well, depending, <clears throat> depending on how old your parents are. So he cleared him. But like he's a, but he's a today, doctor, though. Wait, but how he paused? That's sketch. That's sketch already. He's born in the sixties. Been practicing for the Congress since the eighties. That don't that don't math. Let me make that sure math I get this math right. That math ain't math. Hold on. Okay. He in child genius. Mm. But but he Hold specialized on. in how please? Oh, years of service. Eighty six to present. Okay. But you know what? I think that his years of service, they're counting that as his his total years in the Navy. 
Because he's an admiral. So his total years in the Navy, I think, have been since 86. I do not know how long he has been serving. I could look it up. I'm I'm sure I could look it up. Either way, I don't I don't care if he'd been practicing one year or 20 years. I was uh, I'm I'm really surprised um, that he's cleared to he's cleared, you know, our Senate GOP leader, Mitch McConnell to continue to work in spite of him having two separate freezing episodes where he really does not look, you know, well. Um, They're, of course, saying that, you know, an occasional lightheadedness is not uncommon in concussion recovery and can be expected as a result of dehydration. Pause. So when did he have he a, had concussion? a concussion? Listen, when? I ne- now we didn't, I didn't hear anything about a concussion. And in fairness, I have been following Mitch McConnell all the way through. I bet through, you he fell. I bet you he but, fell. Yes, but that's the whole thing. He had this freeze before and then maybe he's had a fall hit his head and so now you're telling me that he's got post-concussion syndrome maybe he's a little dehydrated so he's not as sharp as he should be he is 81 and um he's still clear to be the GOP leader right Mm. but then if he had a concussion he's supposed to be like not doing these kind of things for a while to like till he gets exactly brain rest no, I'm he with needs you. to rest his brain because clearly something's not right. I I don't even I don't know. I don't get it, y'all. I don't but know. I was I was shocked to see that he was clear today. None, even when that had just happened, you know, yesterday. Wow. Yeah, but they probably need to do like I would do like imaging on this man, like imaging for real. Like let's get let's get some. Uh, you would think that was done. I am sure he's had. All I'm the sure imaging. he's had all the scans. Had to have. You can't tell me that an 81 year old man from Kentucky has a brain scan and it came back pristine. I don't believe oh, you. I'm telling you that. I don't believe I'm you. I'm just telling you that the powers that be keep the powers that be, be in the power. Be, <laughs> be in power. Right. <laughs> Tank, I, I, it's tank, not the, no way this Kentuckian just, at 81 saying, years old ain't got lines. no nothing she's I'm saying, not saying that I'm lines. not saying that any scan that he has is normal mm-hmm. I I agree with you I'm like man you know for this to be happening acutely like something is going on he ain't even a high functioning 81 he a, he a, he a, not he a, right now he a southern 81 he he got something going on I mean listen he's get he's shuffling a little bit now you mm-hmm. know I, you know he he was getting old anyway, but he looks like he, he has looks much aged, older. aged very yeah. quickly since these two incidents have been happening. And 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 now they've cleared him and say, no, he can go back to work. Okay. I'm like, what? I put people out of work for lesser causes. <laughs> there was there was this um I think it was this person in the Senate, this woman in the Senate, she's also much older, and she missed a lot of meetings. And they were saying like that's something wrong like but i think they've been covering up that she probably has dementia but she's been sitting just still like in congress but they're not saying anything they're just letting her still be there even though she's missed a bunch of meetings that's crazy i'm like what i forgot the name of that lady they were talking about but technically if if you're cleared by you know the physician attending and if the citizens keep voting for you then and you keep winning 
then that's true so i guess we just got to watch this man deteriorate you know that's sad one one espn i mean one uh <laughs> cnn uh clip at a time because oh they're just going to you know make us watch it and i'm like you know Mm-mm. all right if we must watch we shall but y'all could just let this man do this in the privacy of his own home and we would have right. been fine with that for sure he, he can get a doctor's note and go ahead and sit this one out he should like we we could write it for him right <laughs> listen we'll write you, you the note home. you should you should I, stay home <laughs> i think you should go lay down <laughs> <laughs> take some rest a little rest. This is going to be okay. It. Not go lay down. I think you need to. You need to go lay down. <laughs> get some, get she some said ginger. lay down. Just go lay down. Just go. <laughs> go to your bed. What's some ginger ale? What's some ginger right. ale? Just practice. lay down. Man, we'll bring you some cookies and a little apple juice later on. <laughs> and the man is not know. admitted to the hospital. We're going to write him this note. You're going to give him some apple juice and crackers from that little refrigerator in the back? Yep. We're going to write him a nice a nice excuse note. Work excuse at the hos- note. At the hospital? Yep. One of the little apple no juices he got he to yep. sip out of yep. like a... Yep. <laughs> you just got here. You're a little bit after dinner, so we gave him some cookies and apple juice, but we'll serve <laughs> breakfast in the morning and there'll be activities. There'll be activities, you know, mid-morning exercise at lunchtime and... We know you, you. We like, know you from Kentucky. You want double portions? We got you on the double portion. <laughs> just, just ass on the double portions for you. Nah, he, he on, nah, he on a cardiac diet. <laughs> Let me stop. He gonna, He's gonna okay. be on a cardiac diet. What you talking about? <laughs> that's a that's a must. Is, <laughs> this dude is rapidly aging before us. So, you know, I I was you know I would I would love to be a fly on the wall for because you know there's a whole team, right? I mean, well, maybe there isn't. Maybe there really is just the attending that's kind of looking at it and saying, hey, here's what I think. Um, but it just seems like somebody should say, you know what? I think you need to – I think we need to, you know, do do some more work. Call it. Call it. But you nope. sound, but every- you sound like you're calling the college like the time of death. Call it <laughs> right. Call it. <laughs> no, I need. We need to call. I am not wishing ill on that man. No, I. I am just saying it's time to call it in terms of his um, in terms of his professional career, and he needs to. He needs to go ahead. But the thing is, this whenever it comes time for people to reach moments like this, it's always strategic with political parties. Yep. Whether whether it's a Supreme Court justice that mm-hmm. it's happening to, a Senate member, because every party is concerned about who is going to take your place and how does that work out for me? Always. Right. So, always. Always. So I'm sure his team is strategically trying to figure out how do we do this? Right. But the first right. thing they should do is keep him away from the camera. I agree. Why we keep put this man? Well, because, on he's the, because he's the leader. So you, oh, that's true. That's true. He's got to keep speaking. Uh, you know, that's it isn't like he's just you know a regular you know service you know member. He's not. He's not. He's the leader. So they're expecting to hear something from him, which means that he's got to be in the camera. And I suppose a dead giveaway would be if all of a sudden your 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 Senate leader started sending a representative in every time it was time to have a conversation that's gonna you know mm-hmm. draw some some you know 
Well, listen. Well, they need to give him some better some better direction. Like, listen, short answers, keep it brief, right? And tell the public and tell the public y'all get three questions. Go, boom. He'd be like, all those lights is affecting him. Now, in fairness (laughs) to Doctor Monahan. You know, there there is another way to think about this because I'm like, on one hand, I'm like, yo, doc, what are you thinking? But on the other hand, thinking about like what Dr. Sunshine and everything said, I'm sure that doctor is like, y'all not going to make me the pawn on the reason why, you know, we tip the scales or we imbalance this going into a presidential election year. Yeah. Like, yep. Look, down your own terms. Don't be trying to look at me to pull you out of this. Like you stay right over there and you do this job. So if you're gonna step down, you're gonna step down on your own. I am not gonna be the person to sway one or the other. That's also a thought process. Although the you the the as a physician serving Congress, he is politically neutral, right? His evaluation is simply a medical assessment. That's what it is on paper. But I'm sure he feels some kind of, you know, stress when you got to make a decision on if you as a physician think that the GOP leader can continue to lead the party. I wouldn't want that responsibility. Mm, I wouldn't either. But I mean, it takes a lot. It's like you got to do a lot of testing, a lot of different things to really be able to determine something like that. But it's just like and paper. You know he's got a, but you, yeah. like, but you know he's got the like, he's got testing. all the tests. You know they ran his test same day. He walked in the hospital. He got everything. He got his echo, his CT. He got his MRI. And then when they asked him consoles. the questions, when they asked him the questions, he probably answered them just fine. God, who hadn't had a demented patient that was right. in there just talk, waxing poetically? And you're like, right. oh, you're doing so good. And then you add just something perfect, and you're like, oh, there we are. Here we are. Let you are not home. Nope. Nope. So don't let it be um, right after dinner. Oh Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, we we've done dementia before. The topic it might be one to come back and revisit because it is interesting. Um, I've definitely seen people that were slippery. Like I've had to tell them, like you are so slippery. This don't make any sense, right? Like you taking that medicine? No, no, I ain't taking that medicine. You told me, um, you just told me fifteen minutes ago you were taking. Yeah, 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 yeah. I used to take it. I used to take it, but I don't take it anymore. <laughs> and you're just like, okay. <laughs> so you know, on one hand, like if you're not really like trying to assess it, you be thinking like, are you are are you non-compliant? Like, are you lying non-compliant? But it, you got to stay neutral because then you realize like it's just an overcorrection because there's always a small part in their brain that knows like I am losing some power here and I'm just I'm just trying to hold on okay. to that last bit of decision making I have left. And so they're, they're like making it up as they go. And I'm like, they'll say whatever you need them to say in the moment so that they don't look like they have forgotten something. I, I've, I've, you know, talked to people like that and you're like, this is not worth Mm -hmm. what's happening yep well dr chris you gonna hit us with your main topic oh yes 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 so basically i came up with this topic because you know it's back to school time right Everybody's stressed, kids going back to school. And, you know, the thing is, I, I realized too, we always talk about 
a lot of topics that have to deal with adults, but we also see kids too. <laughs> well, yes. most of us do. Funny thing, Dr. Sunshine is the one out of all of us that loves kids. I kids. I know. I know. That's I know. impressive. Isn't it? Just for the record. I'm about to, to be honest with you, I mean, <laughs> well, I am about to have my own, so maybe that'll give you some, <laughs> some, some closure. But I'm actually, like, in maybe another year or two, I think I'm going to start doing some side work and things so that I can actually fulfill my love for the children. Yes. For the babies. For the babies, for the children. They need definitely, it. It's definitely different. I mean, especially I think- especially kids of color. They bring yes. me so much joy. Yes. You know? And people think that kids are kind of like little adults, but they're kind of like not really. They're just kids are they're just different. Right. So um, I came across this article um, on um, what is it? American A, the Pediatric Association, American mm-hmm. Pediatric Association. And then so they came up with they have like five ways that your kids can have a healthy school year. They had 12, but I was like, 12 is too long. So we're going to do the five. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Dr. Chris said, "Y'all long-winded." Yeah, you gonna come get these good five? We'll call That's it. Because five the is New, a the New Yorker said, "The New Yorker said, y'all, y'all talking too much." Yeah, <laughs> five is a lot. Usually, you gotta hit me with three good points, right? That's all you need. Three good points. <laughs> it came with twelve. I was like, Mm-mm. so we're gonna do five. <laughs> how you? How you gonna go? Okay, listen, it's true though. I'm going to let you do you. I'm going to let you do you, Chris. I'm going to let you do you. Go ahead. I'm going to tell you what they said, and then we'll kind (laughs) of delve into each one of them a little bit. Okay. First one. They were like, prioritize the basics. Sleep, exercise, and nutrition. Second one is stay up to date on checkups and immunizations. Uh, Third one was tune into your child's mental health. Mm -hmm. Um, Talk about like racism, bullying, kindness. And a plan, the last one is a plan for mindful media use. And I think these are good five general points that could lead to, likely lead to a successful academic year for your child, right? Because at the end of the day, you want your children to be successful, right? So Hmm. first thing, the sleep. Everybody knows I definitely, that's one thing. All my patients, I'm always asking, are you sleeping? How much sleep are you getting? Because sleep is very important, right? So one of the tips that they were saying is, especially, you know, in the summertime, you know, kids don't sleep, uh, they go, don't sleep at their regular bedtimes, right? They stay up late doing whatever they're doing, right? Enjoying their summer. But then when they got to start school, they got to go back to their routine. So a suggestion is to maybe start getting them back into their routine like a week or two before. So to get them prepared for the school year, right? Mm. Yeah, because they'd be way off routine. Right. Cause they be up like five, six in the morning doing absolutely nothing. And then it's time for school and they can't go to sleep and they can't wake up and it's a problem. Right. Yeah. So starting yeah. this routine two weeks before it'd be helpful and kids, I can't stress that enough. Kids definitely thrive on routines. They need routines to be successful. Um, set a consistent bedtime, stick to it every night, try to be consistent. Getting enough sleep is very crucial for kids to stay healthy and be successful in school. So not enough sleep and studies have shown to link to to be linked to lower academic achievement, increased rates of tardiness, of course, and being absent for school. Mm. 
So regular, so kids who have like sleep deprivation, they often lead to difficult behaviors, health problems, they're irritable, problems with concentration. It can increase their risk of hypertension, obesity, depression. If they sleep enough, it has, they have a healthier, they tend to have a healthier immune system. They have better mm-hmm. performance in school. Memory is much better because getting enough sleep is linked to better memory. Yep. And the mental health, like like I discussed from before. Probably wonder, how much sleep do people really need, right? So it depends on the, on the age range, right? So mm-hmm. if we're talking about preschoolers, they recommend about 10 to 13 hours a day. This is including naps that they get to sleep. Grade schoolers, nine, like six to 12, nine to 12 hours. Teens, 13 to 18, eight to 10 hours. Your infants, four to 12 months or like 12 to 16. And um, your toddlers, one to two years or 11 to 14 hours of sleep. So I don't know if I was getting eight to 10 hours as a teenager. I can honestly tell you I wasn't. You know why? I was on that. I was Mm -hmm. on that God damn phone yeah oh my gosh talking to anybody about everything Everything, right everything and nothing everything and nothing literally phone calls about nothing it could be my best friend it could be someone who i thought was kind of sort of my boyfriend not really my mom be like get off this phone (laughs) i know get off this phone get off the phone why are y'all talking picking up picking up the phone in her room like are you on this phone Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> like, hello? <laughs> hello. You be like, hello. You were still on the phone. Get off this phone. You can't get that much to talk about. Like, ah, but it's important. There's always so much more to talk about. You can talk about stuff forever. Right. Because every day of school is a new day. And you got to yep. talk to your best friend about what happened. You got to debrief. You got to have a debrief with your bestie. Absolutely. Girl, you saw what happened to her today in the cafeteria. Girl, you missed it. Let me tell you about it. <laughs> Right. We had we you we had to be balanced. This you saw what happened to kids that didn't have nobody to talk to. You want me to talk. Right. 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 I need to express myself. Right. But yes. Right. You know, that brings up a point. I know what in your five points, but you know, the one thing that I always advise um parents is have a charging station. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is the adults in the house are exhausted. Mm-hmm. I worked all day and I worked out and then cooked meals and I chased you around and got your homework done and I'm tired. So when they send everybody to bed, if it's quiet on that first listen, they're going to bed and they're crashing and burning. And so they're asleep. Mm-hmm. But the kids now are on the phone. Mm-hmm. And even worse is all of our phones now are these LED um, screens and so those screens tell your brain it is not, it's not, it's not, um, it's not dark. 12 o'clock midnight. Right. It's 12 o'clock in the afternoon. You're not sleeping. You can stay up all night. Mm-hmm. So it actually really converts the brain message to say it is not bedtime. Let's skip those circadian rhythms. As a matter of fact, we're going to ignore them. We're going to reverse them. And so you can stay up as long as you, um, want to. Mm-hmm. So, um, you got to have a charging station. And I tell, I tell people, you know, you can parents, I always tell, I usually always tell my parents, you can participate too. Right. Cause I don't want it to feel like I'm giving parents like this action item to execute on your kids. 
So everybody can put their phones at the charging station because honestly, adults don't have the best sleeping sleep hygiene practices either. So if it's bedtime, a cool family thing is to make a charging station and use use alarm clocks to wake you up. And there's some cool alarm clocks out there, right? So now you've got alarm clocks that have white noise. You have alarm clocks to do this. That way people don't feel, you know, Kids don't feel like, oh, they trying to make me do something. And everybody gets good sleep. Because when y'all asleep and those phones are in their rooms charging, they're on them. Yeah. All night. And that's and that's very true. Because all of that is going to prevent them from having a good night's sleep. Mm-hmm. And then they're not going to be as successful in their academic year because of that, right? And they also said not to overload the kids with too many activities for that reason as well. Because then they don't get to get enough sleep. So mm-hmm. yeah, finding that balance. Um, I like what you said about the routine, especially for the younger kids, like, yes. especially like after they get home from like, you know, elementary school, preschool, whatever. It's like you're home. Mommy and daddy love you. You might do this and then you eat and then bath and yep. then bed, like exactly. getting them in like that routine, yes. like. All right. Mm-hmm. You had your bath, you know, it's bedtime. Yes. Like. All- it's and all of that over is good. and over and over again. Yeah. yeah. All of that is good because it sets like this calming kind of thing for them, getting them ready to go to sleep. You can also read a book to them, mm-hmm. you know, tuck them in at night, set this routine and they know, okay, this is what we do. Yeah. It also gets your babies and toddlers to sleep so that you mm-hmm. as an adult, you as an adult can enjoy your life. Mm-hmm. Yes. Make yes. another one. Right. You got time to make another one because of that, right? They, they in bed on time. Because if the kiddos need that much sleep, then you can put them down at six, mm-hmm. seven o'clock. Like they're yeah. supposed to be asleep. Yeah. Like, thank you and good night, friend. Right. What are you doing up? Why are we having this philosophical discussion about these two water droplets that you are not about to drink because I'm not about to be getting no call in the middle of the night because you got to pee so you might as well go to sleep and the other thing too is that they always say i know everyone has heard forever like breakfast is the most important meal of the day and it's important and you have to eat but it it pretty much is right um having a they say when kids have a good healthy breakfast in the morning they perform better they do better on their testing they are better they can concentrate better so it is important for them to eat breakfast. And, you know, a lot of schools now, they provide breakfast for the kids. So they drop them off in school and they can have breakfast. But they also suggested that waking up early, having like family time and you guys eating breakfast together is also a good thing for the kids as well. So. Is that still a federal thing or did that have to turn state by state? I think it might be state. like free Like free school lunches in the morning? I think it might be depending on the state. But I, I think, think a lot so of too. schools do that, though. They have the free breakfast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if you were going to go through and highlight some other things, but there is mm-hmm. one that you said that I thought was very interesting, which is being in tune to, you said, bullying and mm-hmm. yes. something else in there. Yes. Yes. Um, Kindness. So here's here's something that I will I will say, because I felt like, when I was see when I was able to see my little ones, I miss seeing kids so much. But anyway, <laughs> um, I had a lot of kids that I followed, um, especially when we were in Chicago. And you have your visits, especially with the preteens, adolescents, and you ask the parent to leave the room. And then when you actually get a chance to really talk to some of these preteens and teenagers, every now and then I'll ask them, I'll say, Hey, 
have you talked to your parent about any of this? Because I usually start real general and then I get real narrow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm just like, how's school? Right? What's your favorite subject? And then you kind of get like, who are your friends? How's your day-to-day at school? Oh, that happened at school. Really? Oh, does that happen to you every day? Huh. Have you told your parents? And then you, when you start digging, you realize that they're not really talking to their parents about anything. And mm-hmm. then I don't know if it's a mixture of the parents are just too busy and they just don't have the time to ask. And they're just, the parents are just trying to make ends meet. The parents are trying to focus on adult stuff. Like I got to pay bills. I got to feed this kid. Oh my God, we have another kid. They're just focused on trying to keep the roof over the head. And mm-hmm. maybe they just don't think it's a priority and not saying that they don't care, but it's just not, it just doesn't come up. Right. And the more preteens I kept talking to, and even teenagers, you're just kind of like, yo, that's wild. Like, you know, you got this preteen or teenager that's going through a lot and the parents are oblivious. And I'm like, yo, that's a big deal. And I think that a lot of the parents don't know that they need to start talking about things a lot sooner than they think they do. Mm-hmm. That is huge what you just said. I am certain that I, that whatever age parents have in their heads on when the time they think they're no longer influencing their kids, I think they need to move it back six to 12 months mm. in all aspects, right? Um, when, when are they going to stop listening to my thoughts about sex and start listening to their peers and their friends? When are they going to stop listening to my ideas about respect and listen to their peers and friends? When are they going to stop listening to what I think about bullying and start listening to their peers and friends? It, it happens, I think, sooner than every parent would imagine. Mm-hmm. And of course, I've read articles on this before, but I forgot what the actual window is. And so it was like the first time I actually read something that like supported like my idea. But when I talk to kiddos and I listen to when they're like, oh, yeah, me and my friends, you know, we decided we're going to do X, Y, Z. If I talk to the parents and ask them like when they thought that happened, they'd be elite. They'd be off at least a year. Yeah, at least. But that also but that also prompts you as a parent to have to have some uncomfortable conversations probably a lot earlier than you thought you would. And some of the parents mm-hmm. aren't ready and they're just not, they, they're not there. Yeah. But as a parent, you have to be there because your kid's already there. Right. So. Yeah. yeah. I think another thing, I think the thing is you got to be able to have this type of environment where the kid doesn't feel judged and can come to you to talk to you. And I think a lot of times it's hard for the kids to do that. Cause I mean, they're growing, they're developing, like they can't, they also probably can't express themselves as well as you can. Cause I mean, think about it. They're still developing. So it's kind of like trying to like ask the right questions, continue to ask the questions, even though they say they don't want to talk to you, but just being there, continue find ways to talk to them, to communicate with them. But as a parent, you also have to kind of dial back some of your initial reactions or what For you sure. might initially want to say. Oh, for sure. Because because if you have a preteen, you know, that approaches you about a topic that you as a parent are not ready to talk about, sometimes that reaction that you get can be like aggressive. Right. They'd be like, what? Yeah. Who'd you hear that from? What'd, right. you, what'd you talk about? What, where'd you, like, is, is that your little friend? So your, your little friend talked to you about these, like, what? Yeah. what, what, what? No, I just asked a question. Right. But then bet money, that's the last time your teenager going to ask you a question. question. Exactly. Bet money. <laughs> Cause you know who they gonna ask next time? Yep. Little Jim, little Jimmy down the street. 
Right. So even when they take you off guard, and some of my little cousins will do that. Some of my little cousins will ask me a question, and I'm very particular about like, you know what? We're not going to overreact. I'm going to answer this question. (laughs) (laughs) When I was your age, did I have a boyfriend? Did I have sex? The answer is no. (laughs) Do you have any other questions, little cousin? (laughs) Right. The end. Yeah. yeah, but you got, but you have to, you know, you got, <clears throat> but I agree with you, Dr. Chris, like remaining a safe space for your child is important. Mm-hmm. Which is challenging parents. I, is. We feel your pain. It is. Because sometimes you're like finding the balance between I am your safe space to like, okay, let me step in because I am your mama. Right. And we're <laughs> not going to do that. Right. Because finding that line, because you are the parent, you are not the friend. Right. So you have to also find that line. Like. Yeah, you could talk to me, but I'm your parent. <laughs> I need you to tell me because I'm going to keep you safe, not your friend. But if I had a dollar for every time my mom said it, I'm not one of your little friends, I swear I would be a millionaire. <laughs> I would be a millionaire. Like, don't let, don't let your tone sound a little too fresh. <laughs> She'd be like, oh, no, no, no. I am not one of your little friends. You need to go back and try that again. What was your question? I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. Uh, what? <laughs> can I can I please go to this party? Maybe? Right. Kind of? Right. If, if, if you let if, me. <laughs> if, if it's possible. If it's possible, please. <laughs> so all, all of those things are important. Oh, and um, one thing that we skipped over to. Staying up to date on the checkups and the immunizations. You know, I'd be remiss if I didn't if I didn't stress that. Yes. Go to your doctor's appointments, your well child's every year. Yo. Flu vaccine every year, every flu season. Yo. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna bring up something and we do not have to talk about it and I might edit it out. <laughs> okay. So my husband, who is also a physician, he sees kids. I'm so jealous of him. but he has had a lot of tough interactions in clinic with his teenagers right that are brought in with by their parent and the teenager has a lot of symptoms and complaints because they are sexually active and do not want to tell their parents Mm. and by complaints i mean like vaginal discharge I need you to test me for pregnancy. My mom brought me in, but don't tell my mom. But the parent doesn't want to leave the room. You know how parents kind of get in that, well, whatever you can say to my kid, you can say in front of me. And it's I gotten, cannot. I, listen. And, and I he, cannot. And, he had, listen, to, and he, had to, he had to tell them. He's like, listen, I am, I am, her, I am her doctor. Mom, I am not your doctor. I am, I am her doctor. So... You do not, you are not entitled to know all this. Listen, it's gotten real dicey. He's had about three cases in the last week, and he's like, Yo, I've had to have some real tough conversations with some parents. Like, listen, this is this is this is not your health. This is the health of the of the child. I've had those conversations. Uh-uh, I'm not, I don't have to leave the room. It is my right to to uh stay. I'm not the leader for anything. Listen, parents, I hope y'all are listening. You do have to leave the room. You you staying in the room gets neither of us anywhere. Nope. Because nope. the person who was inflicting harm or the people who are inflicting harm is the patient and who, whomever is participating in the harmful event. And the only thing that happens when you all don't leave the room is now me 
you neither one of us find out information that we could have used to educate the patient on how things should be. Mm-hmm. Because if they don't want to te- say that they're doing drugs or drinking alcohol or feeling depressed or um, having sex when you're in the room and you refuse to leave the room, then, well, we're just still, we're going to spend another year not finding out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's legit. That's le- that's legit it. Like legit it. And then that's you'll wild. be like, well, I know my kids. I know my kids. And I, you know, I, I would know if something's wrong. You don't. Mm-mm. Look, you don't. I talk to enough kids. I have been a teenager. I am telling you that you only know what they want you to know. Mm-hmm. If you have a teenager in your house, even if y'all are super close, you know everything that kid wants you to know and not a single thing they don't. Yep. Unless you caught it in some, you know, fabulous story of like, you're not going to believe what I came across. Other than that, you're not about to learn anything about a teenager that they don't want you to know in just day-to-day conversations. Man, they can have two Instagram accounts. Yeah, they got Finsta accounts. Listen, it's a whole world out there. And I think that we touched on that on a previous episode. If I feel like it, I might run it back. Kind of like teenagers, ethics, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just, I'm just, it just goes back to the point of like, Try to be a safe space for your kids, but realize that there are some situations that might come up. You should make sure to keep, you know, these doctor's appointments when they have them. And every now and then you might take your kid to the doctor and the doctor might ask you to leave the room. And there might be something real serious going on. And it's a teaching moment. And you have Mm -hmm. to give them the ability to learn and to grow and for us to heal them in case something's really wrong. You know, gonorrhea, chlamydia, pregnancies, all the things, all the stuff. Stuff happens. Things happen. Yeah, and all of that. If they want to talk about, we're not (laughs) obligated to tell you if they want to go on birth control. Like all of that, all of that happens. All of it's a thing. And a lot of it happens when they're teenagers, when they're still minors living in your house. It's a thing. So when you go for those checkups, there's a part of the well exam of the teenagers where we have to ask them questions like that. And it is what it is, Brit. Yep. Oh, it's good. But yes. welcome back, kiddos. Yes. Hopefully the school year is also a good start. All my kiddos are coming in for their for yes. their um, annual exams. Hey, oh, HPV, guys. Listen, there is, mm-hmm. get y'all kids HPV vaccinated. Here's what I tell you about that. I, I feel like this is about HPV and I feel like this is about shingles. Um, because it's, it's, it's those kind of vaccines where they're not really lit. Well, let me just keep HPV by itself. You don't need it to, to do school. Right. So you don't have to have it. Um, but I am looking at women now in my age range. So I am just old enough to have been outside the range when it first came out. So when it first came out, it was like, I can't remember what the age range was, but I remember being like a year or two, like too old to be like considered, excuse me, eligible for the the vaccine. And so now when I'm taking care of women in my age range and everybody's coming back, HPV positive, colposcopy, repeat pap, colposcopy, cone procedure, colposcopy, all this stuff. And I'm like, this sounds horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I, I I agree that it's hard to think about HPV vaccinations when we're when at the target range, which is really nine to eleven, guys. Mm-hmm. That's when we prefer to get your kiddos vaccinated nine to eleven. And I know it's hard for parents to think about 
what we're protecting them from at 9 to 11. But I will tell you um, that I would get my kids vaccinated from HPV. That's just my thought. Because who wants to be doing a colposcopy in your late 30s, early 40s because you're HPV positive and now you got to keep, you know, getting them done. And you can get oral cancer. You can. From HPV as well. Ain't that nothing? That's a root. Mm, so it's a thing. So, yes, all of these things are important. Oh, uh, number one thing I wanted to also stress. Uh, how you gonna how you gonna say the how you gonna say the number one thing and you I almost know, forgot it? What things? I thought you we one thought thing. you were done. Nah, we nah, nah. were done. You talk about the number other one thing, thing. Other thing I really should I to should I edit should I edit this and put your number yes. one thing in the beginning? Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 don't do that. What I meant to say was another thing that I think is really important and we need to to stress is. Yes. <laughs> It's late, y'all. You y'all it's know it's late. late. It's y'all late. already know it's, it's late. Y'all, you can tell when it's late. When we record it in the morning, versus mm-hmm. record when it's late. Because when it's late, we be all over the place. Like, all over the come place. Get this, come get these random messages. Okay, all no this listening. random stuff. It's important that you realize that kids model your behavior. So, if you okay. act bad, they act bad. Yes. Act bad. Act bad. Act bad. Shout out to the city girls. I know, right? <laughs> No, but I mean. she she brings up a good point. No, but seriously, she does really bring up a good point. They so if you are like a ball of anxiety, then you make your kids a mm-hmm. ball of anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. And if you don't if you don't handle conflicts well, they're not going to handle conflicts well. So do understand that kids watch what you do, and if you have bad coping skills, they're going to end up learning that as well. Yep, that's true. And kids will ask you when they're young. Listen, that's why I love it. They're so inquisitive. Kids will ask you questions. Mm-hmm. Mommy, why did you why did you do that? Mm-hmm. Why did you why <laughs> did you say why did you say that to daddy? Why did you, mm-hmm. you know, why did you take that from Jimmy? And then and your response is important, right? Because right. they're asking because they don't understand, right? They don't understand, which is why they're asking. And your response should be something thoughtful right. <laughs> to help them build their morals. Please and thank you. Right. And then you get the call from the teacher and they're like, oh, they said this and they said that. And you're like, my kid, why would my kid say that? Well, how do you think they, where do you think they heard it from? Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, so just be mindful of that. I gave this to daddy because it's important that we share. I am sharing this with daddy because I love him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Versus, versus I took that from daddy because he don't need it. <laughs> right. He don't need it. He already ate. He need to hit the gym. What? He good. What? He right. good. <laughs> you good too, in fact. No, let me stop. But yes, they do model your behavior. I, I think that's pretty much it. I think I hit all the little points. You did great, Dr. Chris. I that was like a wonderful it. topic. We should talk about kids more often. You know I love them and I don't get I know, to see them. Yeah, because I was like, you know, I thought about it. I'm like, we see kids, but we don't ever really talk about no, we can't. And I just want to say, y'all look real cute in y'all uh, back to school photos all over the internet. Y'all, they y'all, do. Y'all They're kids be looking so cute. so cute and they little backpacks with all that personality, <laughs> you know, holding up their little sign like I'm starting first grade. Nah, nah. I want to be, I want to be a fill in the blank. Y'all cute. Y'all real cute. Amy, 
Joe. We, we got Let's some questions. Let's get these questions. Oh, we're going to do one question today, okay? okay? Y'all send us these good questions. Y'all did send them. I love y'all. I appreciate it. But I, I'm going to go through one. Um, one? Well, it is late. Yeah. It's yeah. Late. It's for us. Anyway. <laughs> um. So the question is, which is your go-to blood pressure medication to start patients on? My doctor talked to me about multiple and said, we are going to make a decision next month. Thanks. Well, you know, this is interesting because in, in, in my health system, we are trying to, well, we're not trying. We've provided a template almost for hypertension management. Um, I also know places like Kaiser have done similar things. Um, and so it's, it's a really interesting space to be in because on one hand, you know, there's always this delicacy around telling doctors how to manage things like hypertension because you can start them different ways and then providing, you know, some kind of like, you know, standard of care, not even the standard care is a poor choice, just kind of a, a standard approach mm-hmm. to how to do it. So um, the answer to your question is, well, it really depends on the doctor. Mm-hmm. Depends on the doctor. I personally like starting hydrochlorothiazide. If you ask uh, Dr. Chris or Dr. Sunshine, they may prefer two different things. What do you prefer? I usually do uh, a I, I actually like to start with Losartan. <laughs> we all got different answers. Let's see, Dr. Sunshine is all nice. She she out here in these Arab streets. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I usually do. I usually do um, abilodipine. So yeah, so the recommendation is to start with I so the, the literature. <laughs> the recommendations are um, when when initiating blood pressure medicine, we will start you on a thiazide or what we call a calcium channel blocker. So that could be a thiazide could be hydrochlorothiazide, chlorothalidone, or a calcium channel blocker could be um, amlodipine, um, nifedipine. Um, what else? And then you could also and, start with the ACE inhibitor or. So the ACEs and the ARBs are generally not the recommended recommended first line therapies for hypertension, but people so, do it. I will People do it. I will I will say this. The real answer to the question is I the very first time that I'm starting them on a medication, like assuming new newly diagnosed blood pressure, I actually do tell my patients about all of them at first. Mm-hmm. And I have that visit that this listener's talking about. Yeah. Where I talk about the diuretics, I talk about calcium channel bloggers, and I talk about all of them. And then we also talk about the side effects to all of them. A lot of my patients are not too high on the diuretics because a lot of them have jobs and occupations that do not allow them to use the bathroom. And the diuretic, they're usually like, doc, listen, where I work, I work in construction. I can't get to the bathroom. I can't be peeing all the time. I legit like can't do it. And I'm like, I get that. I understand. We might try it out. They'll try it out for a month or two. And they're like, yep, I thought so. Mm -mm, Can't do it. We need something else. I'm like, okay. But it also depends on the patient. It depends on their particular health conditions. And it also depends on um, the side effect profiles and if they're open to try it. So Mm -hmm. it's an open discussion in general. That's where I'm at. (laughs) And and that's true. So it's hard to say which one because I have started all of them for lots of different reasons when initiating blood pressure medicine for a patient for the first time. 
So it's going to depend. Now I have a, you know, let's go back to these thighs eyes real quickly because people do this all the time. And I'd be like, hold your horses. Thighs eyes should not make you urinate. So even if you have a job where you need to be, I don't know, sitting on somebody's floor for 12 hours, you taking a thighs eye should not be the reason why you run back and forth to the restroom. Now, well, we'll a thighs eye. Run back and forth. Yeah. Go ahead. What will make you run back and forth to the bathroom on a thighs eye is a high sodium diet. Of course, which of course they're trying to manage as well because they typically have a high sodium diet, which they're trying to fix. Yes. Along with other health conditions and things. Yes. So I generally tell people, fix your high sodium diet before we be out here in these streets changing this medication. But that's also like metformin. If you have a high sugar diet on metformin, then you're going to be pooping your brains out. But if you, it's a a similar concept, but changing their lifestyle habits is not easy. And a lot of times they just don't change it. Absolutely. But amlodipine will cause your ankles and wrists to swell. Even and that's lifestyle dependent too. So there's the 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 research that came out on that suggests that that swelling, that side effect of this the wrist and the ankle swelling is also lifestyle dependent. So your lifestyle is gonna make some um is gonna make some, you know, unwanted side effects, potentially, not everybody, either way. So um, you know, thiazides are perfectly fine to use. And I, you know, I typically encourage, you know, my patients not to shy away from thiazide because they're like, I heard that's going to make you a pee. It should not. Maybe for the first week you might, but you should adjust to that and you should not be urinating like crazy on a thiazide. On amlodipine and nifedipine, those patients got to power through uh, that side effect of that headache if they get it. And it's actually more common than you think it is because- Mm-hmm. they're like they're like now nah, i'm confused because my high blood pressure is giving me a headache now you start with this medication you told me that can cause headaches but usually if they power through if they get that side effect it usually goes away in like two weeks usually i usually if find, they power through i usually find more people get the headaches on the nifedipine than ablodipine and yeah well from what i've seen yeah i t- i don't that which is the reason why i don't like that's starting, why i don't usually um, start channel block is the first okay. line um because you could you could pee but you cannot work. You can't get through a work day with a migraine or or a, a horrible, you know, daily persistent headache. I typically, you know, when people get headaches, I'm like, oh, no, I don't want that. Um, so as you can hear, dear listener, you know, hypertension medications is 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 a little bit more complicated than I think people give it credit because we are really trying to customize it for you. So initiating a blood pressure medicine really is a very specific thing. It is, it is customizable. You've got a lot of different options on what you can start and, and how you decide to go about that um, is a lot. It's changed. I mean, everything, what is your kidney function? Do you have any other um, health conditions? Anything? Like are diabetes. you trying to get pregnant? Um, are you male or female? Like, you know, what is your lifestyle? Like all kinds of things are, are helpful, um, to tell you like, okay, which one do you want to go to? Some, you know, do better at other things. You know, it's funny. I think, I think patients, a lot of times they like, oh, we, they just threw this medicine at me just like that. But don't realize that in our head, we have gone through all the steps and all the reasons why we decided to put you on this medicine 
right? Yeah. So fast. So fast. Right? We just it's do it amazing. so fast. I'm just like, oh, if your yeah. if your bottom number is higher than your top number, I'm thinking more. I'm probably gonna put you on a casting channel block. I'm just doing all of these things in my head right. for this reason, but you don't know all the little nuances or why I decided to put you on this. But I know, right? Yeah. And I'm looking at all the stuff. If you have migraines, I'm probably gonna shy away from not putting you on something that possibly can give you headaches, right? If you yeah. got diabetes, yep. I'm probably thinking I might really want to put you on a on the lisinopril or Lysartan to help protect your kidneys or something else, or maybe yeah. not, or do a different, a different medication, right? Or I'm going to avoid chlorothaldone or hydrochlorothiazide because they have a small risk of causing some increased blood sugars. Right. Exactly. So, so there's depends. a lot of, there's a, there's a lot that goes into it. And I think it's also, it's everything that you guys just said. And especially with my particular patient population, they have a lot of health conditions and a lot of them do also have diabetes and I'm protecting your kidneys. And then I go with the ARB, the ARB over the ACE because the field that I work in, the patients that see have a lot of exposures, a lot of lung problems and that chronic cough that might happen with the ACE. I like to avoid that, do the ARB. So it really depends on your patient population and what you're treating. And a lot of my patients have a lot of mental health and they're on a lot of mental health medications and a lot of those mental health medications clash with diuretics and they also clash with a lot of other blood pressure medications. So it's very patient dependent. So I co-sign with what Amy Jo said and Dr. Chris, my patient population is also not a normal population. So I'm, I'm very, very well, aware of that. But what's a normal population, I wonder? <laughs> That's real. No, you're right. That's real. I don't even That's know real. what that even is. That's real. My particular population, my particular population has a lot of extra exposures that yeah. I do consider a lot. Um, so that list be that list be long. That yeah. list be long. Um, I feel like we didn't really answer your question, or rather, we did answer your question and give you a lot of information. But the answer <laughs> is, um, it's patient dependent, and your doctor can choose whichever one uh, they like. And um, yeah. For me personally, so I'm trying. I'm trying to choose a medication that you can stick with. <laughs> yes, right. That, that is, is the most answer. important. You I want. I want the, you. To you should start the one that you will take. Yes, the one that you will take, and and we can agree on because sometimes y'all take something and you be like, uh, uh-uh, I ain't doing it. I tried it next, and I'm like, okay, well, I can't force you, but this blood pressure is too high. You need to be on something. You or can't be on like, any. You can't be on nothing. Or they're like, oh. It's not working anymore. Are we going to switch it to something else? No. You just add another one. <laughs> yes. It's a step. They'd be like, wait, so I'm going to take both? Like, yes. Yep, that's how it works. That's how it works. They'd be like, but, but this one isn't working. Like, no, well, it's, it's just, it's not working as, it's not meeting the goal. Right. It's working, but it's no. not getting us to go. Right. And I also explained to them at first, depending on how high their blood pressure is, I'm like, likely it's not going to be controlled on one medicine. We're looking at maybe three, but we got to start stepwise. And they're like, oh, okay. Guys, you can find us on all social media websites. You we can find us spell. at at the chocolate MDs on all social media websites. That includes Twitter. That includes Twitter. That includes Twitter. Spill Facebook at the chocolate MDs. You can also email us at at the chocolate MDs at gmail.com. It's basically the chocolate MDs everywhere. Um, Email us, find us, follow us, all the things. Um, as you know, you can find the podcast on all, you know, social media podcast websites. 
And feel free to reach out to us and give us your questions, especially at the Gmail account. You can also submit questions through our website, which is the chocolate and bees, you know, dot com. And I think that's it. Do you guys have anything else to add? No. Nothing. No, I put the pressure on Amy Joe, and Amy Joe was like, she was like, hold on, I'm coming. I don't know what you know. I could remember if this. I could remember if a spill and an X are different. Don't ask me why. Everything is the chocolate MDS, right? You know, mostly the the chocolate MDS. But I was like, wait, it's still the chocolate MDS. Mm -hmm. But check out the chocolate MDS. MDS. You will find us. And we, we want you guys Rock to say girls. happy and safe and all that good stuff. And we'll catch y'all later. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye, guys. Happy school year, guys. I know. Happy school year to the kids. Oh, they both.